And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Radio Free Asgard, episode number 371. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. And we're a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. My name is Tom Harris. Welcome along to the show. Before we get started with our usual festivities today, I just wanted to shout out a huge thank you to the guys over at the Legion of Substitute Podcasters. You can go listen to their show at legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. I would be playing a trailer by them, but they don't have one, so it kind of makes it difficult. But I was over at their headquarters in their time bubble, and we did a show together. I appear on Legion of Substitute Podcasters episode number 603. It's a podcast that has been one of my favorites for years. And uh, I have to thank them all for having me. It was a blast. I would love to come back anytime. They're a real fun group of guys to record with. And then I wanted to do an extra special thank you to Mr. Paul French, who's kind of the leader of the subs over there, who does some music podcasts or does music recordings live on Facebook. And uh, he actually did a version of Radio Free Europe by R.E.M. where he substituted Radio Free Asgard in the chorus, which was awesome and funny. And I, and I love the song and I loved his cover. And uh, so, yeah, I uh, can't say enough good things about those guys. They gave us a plug as well. So if you haven't been listening to to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, at least go over and listen to the episode I'm on and maybe get a, a taste of what their show is like because it's a lot of fun. And like I said, it's been one of my favorite podcasts for years. Okay, so with that, I don't have a whole lot else to talk about here at the top of the show. So let's go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. And this week we are looking at the Unworthy Thor, number five, the ultimate issue of the Unworthy Thor. And this came out back in 2017. Uh, cover price, I believe, is $3.99. Cover art is by Koi Pell and Matthew Wilson. Shows Thor facing off face-to-face against Thanos. Thor is holding the hammer of the ultimate Thor, which has lightning crackling around it. And I can tell you right now that this scene never actually appears in the book. But it is a beautiful cover nonetheless. And again, kind of in the scratchier Koi Pell style that... Uh, we really haven't seen before this book, at least I haven't seen before this book, but it is a very, very nice cover indeed. And we open up to the uh, the introduction page. When the being known as the Unseen alerted him to the existence of another hammer on old Asgard, Odin's son raced to the ruins of his former home, but found the entire realm missing. 
stolen by the Collector. Odinson and his old friend Beta Ray Bill confronted the Elder and lost. With the aid of Odinson's trusty goat Toothnasher and the murderous hellhound Thori, they broke out of the Collector's prison but found themselves facing more than one enemy thanks to a mysterious hooded ally the imprisoned Thanos had learned of the Second Hammer's existence and sent Black Swan in Proxima Midnight to steal it. But no one seems to be able to lift it. The Collector has tried. Black Swan has tried. None appear worthy. And now Odin's son has reached the Hammer. The name of the story is The Whisper. Writer is Jason Aaron. Artists are Oliver Koipel, Kim Jacinto, and Pascal Alixe. Color artists are Matt Lopez and J. David Ramos. Letter and Productions, VCs Joe Sabino. Uh, variant cover, yeah, we don't care about that. Associate Editor, Sarah Brunstad. Editors, Will Moss. Executive Editors, Tom Brevort. Editor-in-Chief, Axel Alonzo. Chief Creative Officer, Joe Casada. President, Dan Buckley. And Alan Fine is the Executive Producer. Thor was created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. Not necessarily in that order. We open up to the splash page where we have the Unseen, or whatever his name is, sitting on the moon. They say here, kind of flat out say that he used to be Nick Fury, which I kind of knew, but okay. So this uh, Unseen character used to be Nick Fury, and, and the caption is as follows. The man once known as Nicholas Fury died on the moon many months ago, and from the ashes of that death rose something, and from the ashes of that death rose something new. Something unseen. And he's, and he's actually saying this out loud. The figure who stands here today watching with one all-seeing eye is not Nick Fury. Not truly. I do not feel the same emotions Fury once did. I do not dream the same dreams. I do not know the same regrets. Except for one. I never should have whispered. I never should have made the greatest of the gods unworthy, even if all I spoke was the truth. It is time, son of Odin, time to throw off the yoke with which you were burdened, time to embrace the future and reclaim your destiny. And we shift to Thor, and he is on the collector's ship or whatever, and he is grasping the handle of the ultimate Thor's hammer, and uh, he is getting ready to, to pick it up, and he's thinking to himself, I feel it. Nothing else in all of creation feels like Uru, even if it comes from a universe I have never known. The hammer still knows me. I hear it screaming my name. And Beta Ray is kind of laying in the rubble nearby, and he's shouting out, Yes, do it, Odinson! Now is the time! And Odinson is thinking to himself, I hear the thunder drumming in my ears, and I know. I, I am Thor. I am the mighty Thor, the god of thunder. And he sees, uh, there's kind of a montage here of the various eras of Thor and we see him with swords and hammers we see him with the warriors three fighting Loki we see him in his masked version uh, from the Simonson era we see him with some of the Avengers and he's still thinking to himself and this this and he says out loud this is not my hammer and he, he takes his hand away from it and a voice comes out you're right about that Asgardian it belongs to Thanos and Proxima Midnight is taking it to him, she says, with Black Swan by her side, and with her without your head, little god. This is not my hammer, says Thor, but it is the hammer of Thor, and it won't be going anywhere with the likes of you, 
and he charges up his fist with the, with lightning, and he smashes the ground with a crack. A croom knocks the three of them back pretty violently, and you can see them being uh, shot out the side of the collector's headquarters and into space. And we have a, a beautiful double page here of the collector, and he's approaching Thor, and he says, "'You're right. It isn't going anywhere.' That hammer doesn't move from this spot until I'm the one who moves it. And you, Odin's son, you're going back in your cage. Or maybe I should have you stuffed and mounted instead. No one is going back in your cage, Collector, not ever again. Right, dog? And Thor, he comes bounding forth, and he's leading a bunch of, of creatures who are following him. And he's saying, Come, dumb animals, follow Thor to freedom. Freedom, murder for all. And the collector is aghast by this, and he's going, No, those are my things. You're not taking my things. And Thor, he says, Rock, rock, master. The cages are empty. And Thor is uh, reaching for uh, the collector's shoulder, and he, he wheels him around. He says, I'm not taking the hammer. Does not mind to take. But I am taking back my home, you bastard. And Collector's like, ah, take your hands off. Now, allow me to give you a proper Asgardian send-off. See you in hell, Collector. And he throws him off the edge of the building, and the Collector's going, ah, and falls down. And the Beta Ray comes up behind Thor and is talking to him. It would seem to be time for us to leave, Odin's son. I'm hoping you have a plan. They stole Asgard, Bill. We are stealing it back. And how exactly are we supposed to do that? Just hold on to something, says Thor. And we see the ultimate Thor hammer glowing and just shooting out just this massive explosion of energy, just wah, just this you know, purple magenta energy just blasting everything anywhere. We see the collector, he's on one of his travel discs things, and he's quite far away at this point. I guess Thor threw him kind of far, and he sees what's going on, but he, he can't get close and one of his guards comes up, and this guard is dressed in this sort of strange armor, and he's got this weird alien fish face, frog face sort of thing. I'm not really sure what's going on here, but it looks like he's wearing uh, hockey armor, which is really weird. Anyway, he says, Sir, Asgard, the Odin son, the hammer, they're gone, just gone. There's no sign of them anywhere in. And the collector looks uh, at him, and he says, Bring me something unique and beautiful so I can watch it die. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry, sir. The cages are empty, and I'm the last of your soldiers still functional. I'm afraid I can't. And the collector is like, you say you're the last? Yes, I. Uh. And the collector grabs him around the neck, and you can see that he's crying, and uh, he's strangling the uh, soldier, and he says, then you will do. And the implication here is that he strangled his soldier to death. We then shift scenes and we are in the Black Quadrant, wherever that may be. It's a big blue building. And we see inside this building is a uh, Thanos. And he's sitting at his throne. And we see Proxima and Black Swan and this hooded cloaked figure uh, leaning, uh, kneeling in front of him, I should say. And he says, Perhaps you think my brief imprisonment on planet Earth has left me feeling unusually merciful. You would be wrong. The hammer was spirited away by the son of Odin, but we will track him across the cosmos, my lord, says Black Swan. Your Black Order will not rest until we've skinned that Asgardian and claimed his, says Proxima. 
Mjolnir was but a token, says Thanos. As always, I have my eyes on much greater weapons. And as for the Odin son, if he's not even worthy of his own hammer, how is he worthy of my concern? But you, you were meant to pay me a tribute, were you not, in the hopes of securing my aid? And instead, you bring me nothing. And he's talking here to the uh, hooded person, who we now see is definitely a woman. And she uh, says... I wouldn't say that. And she blasts Proxima and Black Swan with uh, some sort of a green energy magic bolt or whatever. Uh, it's tearing up her robe a little bit in the process. And uh, Black Swan's going, gag! And Proxima's like, you traitorous witch! I've been waiting for the chance to gut you from tip to tail! And the hooded figure says, you will continue to wait for all eternity. And uh, is just crack, 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 scrack, crunch, uh, just battering her to death with some sort of energy. And uh, Thanos watching on uh, symbolically from the background. And having taken out uh, Thanos' two servants, she's kneeling in front of Thanos, and he says, Are you hoping to challenge me now, woman? Is that your grand plan? No, just proving a point, that I shouldn't need a damn token to secure your commitment that I can offer you so much more, certainly more than these petty children with whom you have surrounded yourself. And we see she's glowing now and, and unveiling herself, and Thanos is like, you are bold for a woman who has lost everything. Bold? I am where the bold go to die. I am Hela, Queen of Niflheim, mistress of the damned and the dear departed. Help me retake my kingdom, Thanos of Titan, and I can promise you what you desire more than all else in the heavens. And it is indeed Hela, looking very much like the movie Hela in in aspect. And she she has the antlers, and of, of course, looking more like the movie antlers than the uh, the comic antlers. But anyway, here she is. It's obviously Hela. More than hammers or gems, more than conquest or glory. And Thanos says, and what is that? And she whispers into his ear, Death. And the two of them suck face. And we shift scenes back to old Asgard, and we see the ruins of Asgard floating back in Kirby space. Though not as Kirby space looking as, as Kirby space usually is. It looks more kind of like real space here, because uh, we've got lots and lots of realistic stars and nebulas and stuff and floating rocks. Anyway, we're here, and uh, we have Thor and Beta Ray sitting on uh, the rock here. Old Asgard is back where it belongs, says Bill. All again, as it should be. No, my friend, says Thor, not all. And they approach the hammer, which is still laying here in the dust, and uh, has stopped shooting off lightning from it. You are not even going to try to lift it? It's not mine to lift, says Thor. Then whose is it? Whosoever it is, it will call to them as mine called to her. Until then, I will see that it doesn't fall into the wrong hands again. And uh, he approaches the hammer, but he doesn't touch it. Could you have picked it up if you had tried? Do you believe in your worthiness again, says Bill? No god is worthy, says Thor. Why would you say that, says Bill? That is what he meant. Who? Fury. When he whispered to me, the whisper that left me unworthy, all he said was, Gore is right. Gore, the God Butcher? Gore, the God Butcher, was right? Right about what? 
about everything, says Thor. And we see a, a leering image of, of gore kind of lurking above them. Gods are vain and vengeful creatures. Always have been. The mortals who've worshipped us for centuries would all be better off without us. We gods do not deserve their love. No matter how much we fight to fool ourselves, we are all unworthy. You don't truly believe that. You can't. If I did not, I would still be holding my hammer. But even without a hammer, you can still fight. Every day you give your blood, your tears, your immortal soul to prove gore wrong. The gods may not be worthy, but you are no mere god, my friend, says Bill. You're Thor. No matter what weapon you hold, no matter what you choose to be called, you will always be Thor. Aye, perhaps, says Thor. But more importantly, my brother, what I am right at this very moment, with every fiber of my immortal being, is thirsty. And we see a couple of drinking horns clanking together, and it says, the, the, in the caption, And so no hammers were lifted this day, but many foes were smited, and much mead was consumed. And old Asgard received a new spark of life, while I gained a most interesting new canine companion. There are worse ways to end a saga, I suppose. And we see uh, various weird creatures hanging around on uh, Asgard. So I guess these is, this is the collector's collection. And Thori is there, and he has a big tankard of, of meat, apparently. And he's looking it up, and he says, This tastes better than murder. And we see uh, Thor and, and Bill laughing and drinking, and it says here, Though it isn't the end, is it? Not for this thing of Uru and Thunder, and certainly not for me. I am the Odin son, the Prince of Asgard, the unworthy Thor. And while I may not now be all that I once was, you may test me at your Odin-damned peril. I will be here, waiting. And we shift scenes and uh this is uh, says days later and we are uh on asgard and we see the hammer here uh sticking out of the ground and glowing and we see a shadowy figure approaching and uh, the voice says i heard your call and i've come even though i don't know why one such as i could possibly be chosen to the things i've seen in these realms so consumed with blood and fire the horrors. They've changed me. They... Someone must stop them. There are other Thors I know more worthy than I could ever be. But right now the realms need a new kind of Thor. A much different breed of Thor. One who understands what's... Yes, you see it too, don't you? Now, now is the time for the War Thor. Coming soon, the saga of the all-new ultimate Thor, and that is the Unworthy Thor issue number five, and we'll be talking about this fucking annoying ending right after this message. I'm Captain Benjamin Sisko. Welcome to Deep Space Nine. Red alert! All crew members report to battle stations. Red alert. Shields up. What shields? You Starfleet officers! Now start acting like it! Oh, it's just Garrett. Plain, simple. Yeah. Dax, we might have just discovered the first stable wormhole known to exist. The wormhole does bring them our way, doesn't it? Everyone wants a piece of the new frontier. This will shortly become a leading center of commerce and of scientific exploration. Starfleet, one of our most important posts. Quite a motley crew you've assembled here, Benji. 
Listen to The Prophets, a Deep Space Nine podcast. And here are your hosts, Andrew Leyland and Paul Spataro. Bloody hell. Oh, I love a woman in uniform. Only on TwoTrueFreaks.com. Oh, Jason. Jason, Jason, Jason. You had me, Jason. You had me. Up until the epilogue, you had me. And then it went to shit. Ugh. How frustrating is this? Okay, so I'm going to talk about the issue, and, and we're going to talk about the series over overarching. Uh, and and that's okay. Um, the, the ending is disappointing. It's nothing that we haven't seen before, and it's been done better elsewhere. This is the, the bridge of the Night of the Doctor. If you're a Doctor Who fan, where the Eighth Doctor makes a surprise reappearance for this little 15-minute thing, and he regenerates into the War Doctor. This is exactly that. Um, not, I mean, not exactly, but that. But it's the same idea. Here we have this new character, this War Thor, coming in and he's going to do what exactly he's going to be yet another version of Thor. That's not Thor. Now there are a couple of possibilities. I have not read ahead. I don't know what's going on. So these are just guesses. And if you've read ahead and you know, don't spoil it for me if you would. Uh, but um, I've got some theories about this. And one of the theories, of course, the hammer called to somebody and that person came and he got it. Okay, so we know it's probably not somebody from Earth. It's not Iron Man or whatever. It's somebody who knows how to get to Asgard. It knows, you know, how to get to Asgard. So my guess is that whoever this is, it's an Asgardian. Now, I don't know who it is, but it could be anyone. But it, but I'm thinking it could be one of the other Thors because they it's talking about it like he's the the ultimate Thor two. So it could be one of the alternate universe Thors for, from Thor's series. Uh, it could be Odin himself. It could be one of the other Asgardians that we haven't seen for a while. It really kind of could be anybody. My my money is that. It's one of the other Thors from the multiverse, or it's somebody that we already know, because if it, if it were some stranger, they might have shown them. So that's kind of my guess. So we'll see where that goes. I mean, this is not something that we'll be covering anytime soon, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll ponder it. I, I think that it's, a, it's an interesting idea, but... I'm just worried that this is kind of the, a ripoff of the War Doctor, and it's it's not really something that that interests me per se. Um, what I do like about the issue, and really about the whole series in general, is the artwork. And I, I think that Oliver Coipel really outdoes himself in this issue. There's a lot of wonderful artwork in this issue. Uh, I have nothing but good things to say about the artwork pretty much throughout the series. In this issue in particular, Thor is looking tubby which is not something that we've seen in the series up till now. So maybe he just ate a lot of Twinkies between issues or something. I don't really know. But he, he just is really, really kind of looking porky in in this issue. And not so much like the, the hunky Thor that we've had. He's more like you know, Bear Daddy Thor. Not really like Bro Thor from the movies, which I hated. But the um, the idea here is that he, he actually is looking chubby and, and especially compared to Beta Ray Bill. Whereas before this issue, he is more muscular. So I don't know what, what's going on here. Maybe maybe somebody from 
editorial said he's hey he's still looking too too powerful make him fat uh, and so we kind of get that here but i can't fault the artwork uh, especially the, the you know the way the collector looks i think that uh, uh koi Pella has done a great job of of taking the movie design of of collector and making it look good and ma- making the character not look too campy and it doesn't look anything like the collector did back in the 70s and 80s back when the character was created doesn't look anything like that old character but it is very much in the in the vein of uh, Benicio del Toro in uh, in the, the Avengers movies. But anyway, um, yeah, artwork as always is really good. There's a couple pages in here that I would love to own, uh, probably out of my price range. But really, really nice artwork throughout this issue. And with that, I don't have a lot else to say about the issue. Overall, I like the series. It's an interesting bridge. We'll see what happens with this dumb War Thor idea. But I do like the uh, story arc where we have Thor kind of trying to prove himself worthy and by not taking up this hammer has kind of said, you know, he knows he's still not worthy and he would rather have his Mjolnir than any other Mjolnir. He wants to be worthy of his own hammer as opposed to somebody else's hammer. And I get that. So, yeah, I think that it, well told up until the, the epilogue, like I said, Jason Aaron really had me going. I'm going to forget the epilogue and, and pretend it never existed. <laughs> All right. And uh, with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard. Hey, and if you're listening from uh, Legion of Subs 2 podcasters, welcome and I hope you stick around. And uh, we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard.